0: starting a new series today called the mistake factor. And I just want to encourage you. I know it's it's a fall break. You know, people are traveling. We just pray for those families that are traveling, having great vacations. But this is a great place, a great time to start coming to church to realize that my mistakes are part of my walk with God. I'm not mistake-free. I have mist- I have made mistakes. I make mistakes. And It's okay. It's okay. The mistakes that you've made is okay. One of the coolest things about God is that we get to be a part of the kingdom of God. I don't know that that can just have impact on your mind, on your heart, but not only that, I can be used by the king. Let me rephrase it this way. I am useful to the king. I have a use. I have a purpose. Um, I have dealt with this over the last few weeks. If you're new today and you haven't been here, then you, then you haven't heard me say this. But I'm going to kind of go back into something that I taught on while we were in Connected. And before we go into the mistake factor and start dealing with yours and my mistakes, um, I want to tell you you are not a mistake. You're not. You're not an accident. God did not fall off the throne when you showed up. Oh, my good Lord, I didn't see that coming. Now what am I going to do? I don't know. Call the angels in. I don't know. What are we going to do? Look Look at that. Oh, my goodness. What are we going to do? No. God knew you were coming. You are not a mistake, and I want to rebuke the statement that's been spoken over you—that you're a mistake, that you're an accident. Now, we laugh. I gave my parents a hard time. My my mother and my parents have claimed that I was an accident. I wasn't an accident. Um, They—they had a moment, and something happened. There was no accident involved. She's saying something back there. Just, just, we'll just, we'll just let that, let that stay there. I, 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 I can already tell you that was a bad choice. Okay. Listen to me. Regardless of the circumstance of why you're here, some of you were born in questionable circumstances. Regardless of the circumstance, you were born on purpose. God knew you were coming before that moment happened. He knew you were coming. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5, and I want to go back again and rebuke the statement, you are not an accident. You are not an accident. You're not a mistake. You're not a mess for someone to clean up. Jeremiah chapter chapter 1 verse 5 says, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. Before whatever happened in the natural for you to be created... God knew you. He knew you were coming. There was a plan for you. Now, can you just take just a moment and let God blow your mind? God knew it. You are not a mistake. If we read the same passage in the message, it goes like this. Before I shaped you in the womb... I knew all about you. Before you saw the light of day, I had holy plans for you. I got so sidetracked before I started preaching. I'm going to jump back. I'm going to kind of jump around on you today. Um, Last week, the last two or three weeks, we've really had some manifestations of the Holy Spirit. Um, We've had some miracles to happen. You know, just that little bit of two pizzas showing up is a miracle. You know, we do not need to take lightly real provision so uh, we've, we've had, can I share? Paul? Paul, Paul and uh, Debbie Johnson came up for prayer last week, and Elizabeth, was it last week? Um, and uh, Elizabeth and I prayed over him. Let me just tell you, me and Elizabeth are down here, and all of a sudden Elizabeth says, get down here and we're going to touch his knee. And I'm like, oh no, what's everybody going to think? We're going to look weird down here. This is, you know, what are they doing down front? And you know what? Elizabeth put my hand on Paul's knee, then she put her hand on my hand. Um, just to be appropriate, but she felt the Lord say, get your hand on, her knee, on his knee, and his knee is completely healed. So, let me say, Paul and Debbie came up today and said, his knee's healed, but his hip's hurting. Can Elizabeth pray for his hip? And I said, yes. Yes, he can. Yes, she can. Um, that one may look a, a little bit weirder, so we may have to figure that one out start thinking about it now. Um, You know, people are coming down here and getting free in worship. You know what? Let's go. Let's get free. The blood of Jesus is is enough. Christ is enough. Christ is enough. Um, So I want to encourage you, Church on the Hill, keep moving. Uh, Keep praying that the Spirit will come. And when we start the first song, I want to encourage you. We just did this as a A worship team this morning is just to pray, Lord, if I'm walking in here with any hidden sin, show it to me and let me come clean of it. Let me plead the blood of Jesus over my sin. Let me confess of my sin and get clean because I need a move of God today. Who can ascend the holy hill of the Lord? Those with clean hands and a pure heart. Okay, we get our hands clean by the washing of the water of the Word. We need to be in the Word, but the way we get our hearts clean, the way we get our sin cleaned, is only by the blood of Jesus. You can't work your way out of that one. You may think you can, but you can't. So let's come in here clean. Let's come in here at, in one accord. And let's have a, a uh, upper room Pentecost moment. Every Sunday. Every time we get together. Why not? Why not? I believe the Lord is moving in power in this place. Moving in our city. Now let's go. Let's ride. Let, let's ride. Okay? Let's go. Okay. All right. Back to... You're not a mistake. You were planned. You were planned. Can we get past that? Chains need to be broken. You think your parents created you. You're wrong. They didn't. They can't. They're not called to. God created you. On purpose, for a reason, for a purpose. God had a plan. Now, until we can move past, I'm not a mistake, dealing with our mistakes is almost futile. I'm not a mistake. I have a reason. I have a purpose. Psalm 139, verse 13. I would hope you would know the Scripture. If you ever want to know what God thinks of you, read Psalm 139 such an awesome awesome psalm that just will just will bring you so much comfort that the king of kings the lord of lords the creator of the universe created you is thinking of you and loves you psalm 139 verse 13 for i created you for i for you created my inmost being you knit me together in my mother's womb god knit you together His hands, his creativity, his work, at conception, he began knitting. Now, he already had a plan. He'd already thought of you. But when that sperm and that egg joined, God, the knitting started. God's work. Verse 14. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. I, say I, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I am by God. Do you hear me? God created me. God created you. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Now, it doesn't stop there. Where am I? Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. Okay, so let's break that down just for a moment. God's works are wonderful. I am a product of God's works, which means I am wonderful. God's works are wonderful. I am a product of God's works, which means I am wonderful. Say, I am wonderful. That's what God says. This may seem so simple, but we live a life where we don't think we're wonderful at all. We live in a hole. We live in darkness. And there is no reason for you to live in darkness. There is no reason. A price has been paid for you not to live in darkness.
1: I just want to share that um, Paul and I had gone through a time in our life where we had been um, uh, publicly what would you say humiliated shame talked about through social networking it was it was a really really bad time and um, this is the verse that the Lord gave me and I didn't even know that he was giving it to me I had to go look it up and find where it was but he started speaking to me because what happened is, is when those words start coming and they start attacking your mind, whether it's words that are real, that are out there that you're reading, or if it's just the devil trying to play tricks on your mind and tell you you're not worth anything, whatever it is, the Lord started speaking to me and He started saying, you're fearfully and wonderfully made and your soul knows it. Your soul knows it. And I can remember getting that verse deep down inside of me. And I started saying, Lord, Lord, I'm fearfully and I'm wonderfully made, and my soul knows it, Um, and I know it full well. And he started speaking that to me. Do you know I went and looked it up, and this is where it came from. This right here is where it came from. And so I just want to remind you that whatever the devil's trying to trick you with, whatever yucky lies he's whispering in your ear, that you start saying this word over yourself, that you are fearfully and wonderfully made that his works are wonderful, and that you know it, that your soul would know it. That your soul would know it. And you know what? I said it over and over. I would just pray it. Lord God, you're doing great and mighty things. And my soul knows it. Lord God, I'm I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. And my soul knows it. And you know what? When my soul started knowing it, when my soul started knowing it, I knew it. And I got free from all that stuff. I got free. And so I just want to encourage you in Jesus'
0: name. Amen. That's what New King James says. I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works. And that my soul knows very well. Next verse. Verse, uh, let's see, where am I? Fifteen. Fifteen. I can just really feel plowing has to take place right here. This seems so basic, but we get so hung up. Um, It's hard to even get free of your sin when you think you're worthless. It's hard to even get up and feel like you have any purpose whatsoever, whether it's in the natural or in the spiritual, when you feel like you're you're a mess, and God knows it. You think God knows it. God doesn't know that. God knows you are wonderful. You're created by Him with His works. That's what God knows. Verse 15 My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. No matter what circumstance, again, you were, you, the reason you are here, it wasn't hidden from God. God knew it. God was there and God was fully aware of you. Verse 16. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. The plan was in place before you were ever born. I know you have heard Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you. So many times it's hard to be living in hell and believe God's got a plan for you. But regardless of how you got into hell, regardless of how you're going to get out of hell, God had a plan for you before that ever occurred. He does have a plan for you. Um, A word of encouragement to you is, uh, as Elizabeth shared about the prodigal this morning, I want you to know the father did not go get the prodigal out of the pig pen. The prodigal got up and walked out of it. The Lord equipped the prodigal with the strength and the courage and the spirit to be able to walk out of the hell he was in. But when the when the prodigal decided to come home, the father was standing there waiting for him. You were created by God for a plan, for with a plan, with a purpose. And you are wonderful. I want to give a couple shout outs to our to some of our teams. I don't know if you've noticed, but we now have a uh, children's ministry worker of the, of the month or of the week. You need to be looking at Facebook. I, I don't like Facebook, but you can look at Facebook for that part. But we've got just some shining stars in our children's ministry. We have got one of the best worship teams that I have ever been a part of. Just um, their hearts are unselfish. They are working hard. Um, we have got a great sound group. We have got great deacons. We are just blessed. I've I've got a staff that just is knocking it out of the park every single week. Uh, Zach is the brainchild behind everything that you see that goes on back here. And I'm telling you, it's it's just there. The stuff that we have with our team with you, and I want you to know it's there with you. You have such great potential for the kingdom of God. You have such great potential for your marriage, for your kids, for our community. It is—it's um, exponential. I don't even believe it's measurable. Your potential, I do not believe, is is measurable when it comes to our finite brain. Your potential, regardless of where you are right now, God has got such an incredible plan for this church, for you. For your family, He has got a great plan, and it's awesome. God planned this long before you ever wondered, did God have a plan? God has a plan. Verse 17, let me see if I can at least finish this scripture. How precious to me are your thoughts, God. God. How vast is the sum of them? Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I awake, I am still with you. How precious are your thoughts? Do you ever wonder what the name, what the word "precious" means? I'm gonna get just a little bit teacher on you just for a second. Precious. And when I think of precious, I think of. Lord of the Rings. (laughs) And uh, I'm like, that's not precious at all. And you just hear the word, and now it's just tainted our mind. Precious. And that's not you. That's not God's thoughts towards you. God's thoughts are precious towards you. An object, substance, or resource of great value, not to be wasted or treated carelessly. And um, we have an, another neighbor. The next-door neighbor has a dog named Precious, and I hope they don't hear this recording, but that dog's not, not very precious. <laughs> the dog's cute, but when our dog comes in contact with it, I'm telling you, they are, it throwdown, throwdown time. And I'm like, that's not Precious. <laughs> that we, we should wait and have our dog for a couple years before we name it Precious. not precious. You are precious to God. God's thoughts toward you first are precious. They are precious thoughts. Think about thoughts that you have for things. Some probably are precious. Some aren't. And a lot of times we associate those that aren't with how we think of ourselves. Or a lot of times we wonder what you're thinking of us. And we assume. And most of the time we do not give you the benefit of the doubt. We think the worst. Give God the benefit of the doubt. His thoughts toward you are precious. He is true. He is true to His word. So God's thoughts toward you are what? Precious. And second... There's lots of them. It's not just God just had one good thought about you. You remember that time, God, you had that one good thought about me? Can we go back there? You know, can you remember that one time your dad complimented you for something? And you're like, oh, how can I get that again? My dad's a very big encourager. I I do not live with that kind of dad who's just encouraged me once. But some do. God, God's precious thoughts about you are so much that there's not enough sand on the earth to count them. And that's just about me. That's where you say, me too. So many times we have a separation between the stage that you think it just happens up here on stage. No. This is just a piece of wood. This is just a piece of wood. When Jesus died on the cross, the veil was torn. We all have access to the throne of God. I don't have an in. Those in ministry don't have an in. That barrier needs to be broken. The promises of God are not just for people on this side of the stage. They are for His people. His thoughts about you outnumber the sand. He created us. He knit us together. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. God's works are wonderful. You are one of those works, hence you are wonderful. God's plan was written in his book before I lived one day. It is going to be almost impossible to tackle your problems, your mistakes, your failures, if you think you're a mistake, a failure, or a problem. You're not. And I don't care what kind of challenge you have. Believe you me, I have challenges. But I am more than a conqueror. I am an overcomer. We had a, uh, we had a pool table in our home. I think I think that this thing is still there now. Um, that says, uh, "King's kid," something like that. Kingdom's kid. I'm the king's kid. Nobody can break that. No one. No one's big enough to break that connection. That's who I am. That's who you are. So before we start to deal with these things, and can I tell you, these things have been dealt with. Uh, Maybe yours yours isn't on here. If it's not, tell us. We'll write it on there. Or you can anonymously email us, and we'll put it on there. But can I just tell you, paid Paid, behind, if we will take the Word of God and apply it to our life, regardless of what is behind you, it has been paid and will be forgotten. You say, yeah, but you don't know what I did. Nothing's hidden from God. God knows and God paid the price. I didn't pay the price. I didn't pay the price. I don't need to know. The one that needs to know already knows. Come clean and get it paid for. God's given you a way to have your issues paid for. You can hold on to that ticket your whole life, or you can apply the blood of Jesus to your issue. When you apply the blood of Jesus, it's going to be paid for. Now, uh, I don't know that this is even going to work this morning, but let's do it anyway. Roll the, uh, roll out the red carpet. Um, we've got a chalkboard. We were going to do it on the board. Isn't this so cool? This is so cool. Uh, we're just going to have to paint back over it when we're done. But um, all this says is my mistake. Now I've not started into our mistakes yet. All I've started off with is you're not a mistake. right, we're just getting started, but this is going to say, my mistake. And if you've not gotten past your mistake yet, let's get past it today. Okay, and how do we get past our mistake? I'm just going to give you three steps, two or three steps to get past your mistake. Number one, confess it. Confess it to God. Hey, quit looking at them. Look up here. It says the same thing. Confess it. Um, apply the blood of Jesus to it. Okay? How do, how do I apply the blood of Jesus to it? Speak. Speak the word of God over your mistake. Lord, I give you this mistake. I plead the blood of Jesus over it. Your word says that you have paid for my sin, and today I claim that, 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 that price. I claim that price. I confess this. God, I I know you already know that this is what I've done. Um, I've got a spirit of pride. I've got a lying spirit. I'm lying to everybody. I've committed adultery. I've been unfaithful in my marriage. God, you know what it is. And today I just ask you to forgive me. And I choose today to turn from that sin. Now, this is just steps of repentance. Repentance. And if that's you, that you have not come clean, you've not gotten free of, I want you to come up here and take an eraser and just erase one of these. It says, I don't know that I have it today. Well, we're going to see next week that in Hebrews, it says that once once we have followed God's plan, our sins are forgotten. So maybe you come up, maybe you don't. Maybe you go home with your issue or maybe you don't. It's your choice. You can choose today. Scripture in Old Testament tells us choose life or death today, blessings or curses. Make a choice and come up here. Get free. We've already taken communion. You should have already done this. If in taking communion you did it the way God, the, the Word of God tells us to, you've already done this. Right? If you missed it during communion and you just took the juice, It's okay. Let's get it right now. Okay? Can we get free? All right, let's stand up, and I'm going to pray over you. And as we open the altar, y'all come up and mark it off if you want. Father, in Jesus' name, we just come clean before you today and ask you, do I have any hidden sin that even I don't remember that I've done? Just ask you to uncover that sin in our minds. Lord, I just pray for freedom this morning over, over mistakes that maybe weren't even our fault but have so hindered our future. Lord, we just ask for the redemption power of the cross to to take effect in our life and to start today. Start today. We just ask you to forgive us of our sin. You said if we would confess our sin one to another, if we would confess our sin, Lord, that you would forgive us of that sin and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. You may be here today and you haven't made that first step to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. I want to encourage you. Come up to this altar. Let us pray with you. You may have an illness that you need prayer for. think there's some more people that want to join the church today. Come up. This altar is open. We want to pray with you. We want to believe with you. Come up here and get free of whatever it is that you've, you've not forgiven yourself over. Just thank you, Lord. As we worship you, Lord, we just ask you, Holy Spirit, to move in our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Those that are praying, I need y'all to come on up. I didn't see you up here yet.